Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are uh, coming back from our movie month. I don't know. We did two movies in the month of September, and now we're doing a show. It's our first repeat, actually. Is it? Yes. Yeah? It is. It is. Yes. It's our yeah. first revisit. Woohoo! Of new characters from a show that we've already talked about that we're going to talk about again. Community. Very exciting. Yes. One of our favorite shows. That Eva. we have not rewatched since the last time we did it um, in March, or was it even? Further yeah, but back? how many times have we rewatched it? In yeah, general? okay, but like, <laughs> how many of those times was I still in college? So it's an ex- yourself, it's actually yourself, an old show. To be quite honest, it's crazy. Um, oh man, when did it end? Twenty twelve. Yeah, something insane like that. I was still. Yeah, um, I. I don't know. I thought I was still dating my husband. It didn't end in 2012. I was in college when it was on. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Um, A while ago. Yeah. You know, (laughs) before we get into all that, I wanted to address, you probably heard our intro, unless you skipped it. I don't blame you because it's the same every time, except this time it wasn't. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) That is is going to be our new intro. Um, If you did skip it, you probably definitely noticed that our album art and our logo and all of that stuff has changed. Uh, Rachel and I are very excited about it. Um, Illy. Super cute. Oh, crap. She changed her name. Art by Ileana. Yes. Um, Oh, I have to change that on the. I'm sorry, Illy. (laughs) I didn't change her (laughs) username on the Twitter. So she gets credit. Um, But anyway, she created the art for us again. And we're super grateful. Um, The thinking behind it was just that uh, Rachel and I have been talking more and more as a J.K. Rowling continues to be one of the worst human beings on the planet. And um, we were kind of talking about how to move forward with this podcast when it's, you know, a world created by an extremely problematic person and some stuff in the universe is problematic and what to do about that. And the decision that we came to while continuing the podcast, because we do want to continue it, um, we uh, I mean, it's different for everybody, but we personally feel that we've taken sorting completely (laughs) like we we created the sortology or whatever um so the thoughts that went into it basically were that we uh we don't want anybody to not know it's a harry potter loosely based harry potter podcast because there are some people that do not want to interact with that anymore um and that is a decision that we respect and we don't want people not to know that we're here talking about um hogwarts houses and whatever um, but then there is a group of people who uh, still want to interact with that media in a way that doesn't support JKR like like we're doing um, and that sort of thing. So uh, wanted to keep the hat. But if we can get away from the imagery that she has created, then why wouldn't we? Um, so really like the new hat, uh, really excited about it. And we like, as we said in the intro, it's unavoidable It's unavoidable for us to mention the house names. Our entire school of study, if you want to jokingly call it that, is based on people kind of having the background of what those things 
mean. And then also occasionally we're going to talk about um, the characters as other touchstones and like the universe. But um, we're just being extremely conscious of going forward of addressing the uh, problematic nature uh, as it comes up in conversation and just being conscious of how this is all moving forward, this discussion, um, looking out for what people are saying, basically. Yeah. Very well said. Well, thanks. You covered it all. Good yeah, job. I didn't even <laughs> practice it. I just spit Look, it all out. For all I know, the person who invented the shoe is a piece of shit, but the shoe's been adapted into a heel, into an Ugg, into a croc, and people have made it their own. So I think Elves invented shoes. I'm taking her stuff back. I think okay. Elves invented shoes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the elves and the shoemaker. No, that joke didn't land. <laughs> yeah. No, I just. Uh... All right. Fine. Whatever. I like our hat. It's our fucking hat. Um, it's very cute. But look, extreme. in the vein of taking things and making them our own, what better way than to take the hat, and make it our hat? Okay. I think it's sort of brilliant. Ah. Oh, I think my elf joke was better, but whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well. Back to the issue at hand. Is it an issue? Community. Okay. <laughs> it's a community well, an issue. I mean, have you seen it? Some episodes sure are an issue. But on the whole, what a great show. Yes. Truly. I mean, look, as you're talking about. Also created JKR by a problematic all, like, content Yeah, you could have met JKR, yeah. Buffy, this. Every, like, all these little assholes have their hands and tongues of things that, you know, we ended up loving and then found out later, oh, you're a piece of garbage. But um, I think as long as you acknowledge what a piece of garbage they are, don't, don't shy away from those conversations. You know, good on you. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and so, it's yeah. up to everybody, too. I mean, you're, if you're, you're, uh, you're not listening, obviously, if you don't want to. So, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, if you do want to. We're amusing and um, we're, you know. Um, you advertising for us? Yeah, right in the podcast that people wow. choosing to listen to uh, are already our master. To, right? All yeah. Right. The audience that I want to reach is already here. <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> you guys are all that matters. <laughs> greatest public relations of all time. Advertise for yourself within the thing that you want to advertise. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tell um, your friends. Yeah, you know, if we're here, if you're here, hopefully uh, we are, you you are, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say you're proud of us, but like what kind of fucking nah, sappy shit is no, that? No, you're just, you're, you're aware you're, that we align no, with, not you know. Proud, but like you're, you're happy with the way that we're doing things. And of course, yeah. as we are extremely open to arguments about sorting, also extremely open to hearing thoughts about anything else. We yes, are, the floor is open. Yeah, we are not, um. We are not smart, learned people. I mean, <laughs> we, we are not completely learned people. <laughs> there is much more for no, me to No, you could say we're not smart. Yeah, That's okay. Fine. I mean, it <laughs> felt kind of against my nature to say that. Um, uh-huh. I was having a conversation yesterday where I, uh, I typoed the word probed. Like, I have not probed this discussion as proved. Like, I have not mm. proved. And I went back and was like, oh, I've because it was Discord. So I was like, oh, I edited my comment. That's not the word I meant. And the person that I was talking to, one of my huge friends, who's also a Gryffindor, was like, oh, I, I assume that you meant proved because you like to prove everything you say. <laughs> I mm. was like, well, that's fair, but I meant probed in this situation. I'll never correct a typo. Either you understand or you don't. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very, <laughs> very, very telling. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> last time we did community, we talked about Jeff, Annie, and Britta. So this time we are doing the rest of the gang, Troy, Abed, Shirley. Uh, again, we're not sorting Pierce. Pierce is a Slytherin. I have nothing else to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Um, you going to tell me Pierce is a Gryffindor? Yeah. Like, what are you going to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's just not that interesting to sort or talk about. I'm going to no, be No, because he's an extremely one-dimensional, one-sided. Exactly. You know, he's an old, like, that was the character. That, that was that was the caricature. He was an old boomer, yeah. racist white man. Like when my daddy was mean and racist, <laughs> yes. and now I am too. And sometimes yeah. I can maybe and try I'm to be better, but not rich. really. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, and, eh. like, and you and like the show did do some. Like there were times that the show made me feel bad for him. Like when he felt left out of the group. In some aspects, I was like, sure. I feel bad. But in other aspects, I was like, Pierce. You're a racist old white man. <laughs> and obviously this group does not want you around. <laughs> this yeah. group of um Annie's Jewish and Troy and Shirley are are black American. It's just, you know. Yeah, like, and I mean and beyond he was, the like he was uh he was uh, what well, he was sexist too, so even Brito yeah, was like, like Yeah. Beyond the social He called Jeff idiocy gay all him, the time. <laughs> he's also just like not like, he's an annoying person. He's yeah. that person that just won't go away when you want them to go away. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. So. Ooh, that's something. Uh, no, I guess it was Annie. It was Shirley, too, sometimes. Shirley and Annie were the ones being taken in by Pierce. So I guess that might be sure. something to talk about, maybe, when we talk about Shirley. Um, I think Shirley less than Annie. But then Annie at some point was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Shirley definitely less than Annie. Um but sure. Oh, I'm thinking of the bar episode when he was like going around with his wheelchair that he had to blow into and mm. Shirley didn't want them to go into the bar. Oh, uh-huh, that's more. To, I remembered more about Shirley. Uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> anyway. Well, on that note. Yeah, he's a Slytherin. No need to go deeper. No. Um, <laughs> I feel like we said this last episode too, maybe. But interestingly, uh, it sounds like that's a pretty... You okay? Yeah. I just thought of something <laughs> okay. else. I just thought of something else that I can't say until we sort so everybody. So you were singing it? I, <laughs> I wasn't. Was I singing it? I was just like yeah. moaning lyrically. Maybe. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we're talking about Slytherins and she's like, ooh, let's talk more about me and my people. Okay. All I'm right. just, you know, this is going to be a fun. Um, there's no, this, there's a lack of emotion in this episode. So. <laughs> I, I suppose there is. Um, I mean, look. You can't say Troy, for example, lacks emotion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's probably the top of the of the list of our three today. That's the most emotional. Yes. I mean, he lets you know how Out, he feels. Outwardly. That's for sure. Yeah. I yep. don't think Abed is not emotional or surely. But. Yeah, just less so. <laughs> Troy's the one screaming at the top of his lungs about everything that he's thinking. And I, you're not going to get a funnier portrayal of a character than Troy. I, I Donald Glover is unreal. I, you put Troy on the screen in front of me, and I'm like, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> when he left, it was so bad. It was, it was like worse than Michael Scott leaving the office. It was worse. It killed me. <laughs> and it totally changed the trajectory of the show. Like, it just, it just uh, changed everything. But... He had to go, I guess. Not something I would have done or someone from my house would have done. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Gryffindor's so he's not never a Gryffindor. Leave. Yeah. 
Gryffindors never leave. All right. No, we'll stay and let ourselves get stunted for you. <laughs> no growth. <laughs> Zero. Elwood's <laughs> <Hell> who? <laughs> Diana who? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, whatever. They're outliers. They're healthy. Okay. <laughs> That's just weird. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Diana was healthy and then the man ruined her. But, you know. Yeah. Ugh, Slytherins. Mm. Anyway, so Troy's a Slytherin. Mm, nice segue. Yeah, just came, yes. came out of nowhere on that one. He's probably the only one. Well, I don't know. Who's, uh, I was going to say he might be the only one people really have an argument just, uh, versus the others. Um, oh, I think they may argue on Shirley. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was just, I was just thinking <laughs> that. Yeah, that's why I but, stopped. Yeah. Well, all right, Troy. You start from... Let's start from the beginning of Troy. The beginning of Troy. Okay. The fall he of Troy. He was the hot shot. <laughs> he was a hot shot football player who mm-hmm. accidentally, wink wonk, hurt his knee doing a keg stand. And this is the beginning of our investigation into Troy the Slytherin. Because he actually did that on purpose. Yes. Hello, manipulation. Yes. Well, I mean, I'll point out straight from the beginning that uh, Troy's thing is fear of failure, which is hugely Slytherin. Um, you have, I mean, Rachel and I were talking about this too, that she was like, the argument's going to be that Troy is super naive and like he is in some respects, but the stuff Troy knows, Troy knows. And like, he Mm -hmm. can work within that or whatever. And like, that's just who Troy is. You have Slytherins who are extremely, um, sure of themselves, like, but they're still afraid of failure. Like you get Cher, who is an extremely confident Slytherin, but she still is like, worried when she gets the C's and D's and she gets that kind of self-doubt about um, being able to change the grade or maybe Josh doesn't like me. And Also, like you just said, Pierce is a Slytherin and also Jeff is a Slytherin. They both have intense fear of failing. And yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like hard for people to understand because Slytherins are so like part of their thing is that they can be like so sure of themselves. But when you have that much surety in yourself, like it's like you have to have opposites, right? So you also yeah. have that much like distrust in yourself or like you worry like I get imposter syndrome all the time that I worry Mm. that I'm like tricking myself into thinking that I'm actually this good and like one of Troy's biggest things is fear of failure uh like he was he was on a football scholarship and he just like wrecked his knee before he could even go to school to college and like he thought he was gonna prove that he didn't actually deserve that scholarship or um Actually, like, in all the relationships Troy has, he kind of has that, too. Like, with Britta, he's, like, kind of concerned about being with her. Um, And with, uh, I mean, with Abed, uh, the couple of times that Abed does find another friend, like, at the convention, the Inspector Space Time convention, Troy is, like, extremely insecure (laughs) about, Mm -hmm. about other people getting close to Abed. And, like, like... Well, he's also, he just is a character who... Does not handle pressure well. He doesn't no. like being put in, in high-pressure situations. This is why he do- fakes the knee injury and doesn't want to go to school or, or get that scholarship in that way. Yeah, but it's like And this is why not, he's always having it's these emotional outbursts. living up to, like, what that he, people have yeah, built him he, up to be or what he it's thinks pressure. he's supposed to be. Yeah, like, well, like, and, like, part of the thing is, too, I was just thinking with Abed, like, we were talking about how Troy could be the chosen one, and there is another aspect, but I was just thinking, like, Abed is so unique. I'm pretty sure Troy has this thing like I'm the only one that understands Abed so it's like oh, when other you know people, it yeah so when other people are like 
you know, that I can't remember the name of the guy that uh, Abed meets at the Inspector Space Time Con, but he like is like doing the like he's like finishing Abed's sentences and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And Troy's like, you don't know him. You don't know him at all. Get away yeah. from it. Like, you know, so I mean, it's just. I don't know. Troy, like I said, Troy is very sure of himself in the things that he knows, but then uh, the other end of the spectrum, he has like that fear of not living up to it. Or like we were talking about um, the episode that Pierce brings in LeVar Burton, who is Troy's like <laughs> biggest like superstar idol, idol. Yeah. And Troy literally is like in the bathroom sobbing like, I never wanted to meet him in person. <laughs> like, And it's like it's a fear of failure thing, right? Like he's built up in this head who LeVar Burton is and like, oh, like I can just imagine Troy going around like if I ever met LeVar Burton, he'd think I was so cool and like, and then like, but actually the reality of it is now LeVar Burton is standing in front of you and Troy's like, I'm not going to be cool and this is going to be awful and like the whole thing is going to come crashing down. And what a big thing for Troy to feel like he's not the cool one in the room. I mean, he wore Mm -hmm. the Letterman jacket in the beginning and like he gets called out for that, you know, and then he stops wearing it because it's not cool anymore, man. Yeah. And I, you know, he doesn't want to be seen as stupid or less than or like he's not capable of doing something. So let me fake my knee injury. Oh, let me wear this jacket as a security blanket or whatever it is. He doesn't want to be seen a certain way. And I think it really stems from that. It's hard to live up to certain expectations. And like you said with LeVar Burton, it extends outside of him. He wants people to live up to his own expectations, too. And he knows if you meet your heroes, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, sad. (laughs) (laughs) And he's right. I don't want to meet any of the people that I have uh, idolized in the past. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, before you, okay? Okay. Oh. Before my time before Lauren. Okay. I was just, yeah, okay. All right. right. As a kid, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I don't want to meet them. Yeah. But, yeah, Troy is actually really friggin' smart. And, yes, mm-hmm. he's emotional. Yes, he does have these outbursts. But it's funny. I was talking to Lauren about this. She thinks that his emotional outbursts are manipulative. Yeah, a lot <laughs> Which, of the time. You know, so, I never, ever read Troy that way. So, like, he just, out of nowhere, he starts, like, screaming. <laughs> It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Train of I don't for know. Tonight, Annie. I see that a little. Yeah. Well, that's why I was just so um in like it's it's the first yeah it's the first season when Annie's doing the experiment of like for her class like how long can people sit and wait in a room without mm-hmm. with like I don't like I don't remember what the exact wording was, but like that's with, it. Well, that's no, 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 no. But like without getting assurance that like something is going to be happening. Like how long will people sit and wait in a room without the thing that's supposed to be happening happening before they break or whatever? Mm-hmm. So Troy and Abed are the last two left, and of course Abed breaks the experiment. But um, Annie recruited them. I think she said there was free food or they get paid or something or whatever. But if like Annie recruited them. But I think she also did a little bit of her anything. Like, oh, you guys are my friends. Help me with school. Uh-huh. So so Troy and Abed are the last two left. And Troy uh, had somewhere to be that night. Soul Train Awards were on Soul that Train Awards. Okay, so he had something to watch. So um, he finally breaks. And he's, like, crawling across the floor, like, dragging himself across the floor, screaming. He's like, Annie, why didn't you? Why didn't you come back, Annie? I did this because we're friends. I don't know why you won't come back and tell us what's happening. Like, I thought that was a bit like, like he was leaving anyway. 
fucking can't. I can't with that scene. He's dragging his legs across the floor, screaming at the top and of the And I lungs. feel like there's some sort of confrontation the next day where Troy's like, that was not cool. I missed whatever. Like, you know, so. Yeah, he was not happy. Yeah. Mm. And Abed breaks the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to Abed. Yes. For Troy, I do like, I, I'm sure that there are episodes that I'm not remembering where it's alluded to that Troy is like, I'm the only one who gets him. You oh, don't the, get him. The convention one was huge. Like That's he literally one. says that. But there to the are guy. other instances yes. where it's very clear. Like, yeah, Bri- um, Annie breaks his brain with the dreamatorium, and Troy is like, uh, "You can't do that. That's yeah. not how you do." Like, you're not handling this as well as I would have. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm the uh, I'm the one here who can handle that. Yeah. No, they so. they like the study group alludes to it. They're like, I don't know what weird thing they've got going on. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> and I'm sure Troy internalizes that. He's like, yeah, nobody yeah. is as close. Or like, what is it? Um, the episode where Annie is it Annie who breaks his uh, Batman, his Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, and then Abed's, yeah. yeah, but then isn't Troy like telling her like what like what to do? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, and I think she because goes, she keeps going well, about it yeah, the wrong way. Well, yeah, she keeps trying to trick him, and Troy's like, you just need yeah. to tell him. You just need to tell him. Like, just get it. Like, you know. Or like, um, I was just going through like, uh, they were usually the two that were like the end credit like scene or whatever, the really short, mm-hmm. like two minute. And um, it's Troy and Annie holding onto Ovid while the janitor turns back the clock for daylight savings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Troy's like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And Annie's like, oh, if it makes you feel any better, we'll get the hour back later in the year. And Ovid's like, no. And you can just see Troy being like, Annie, no. <laughs> like, that's not how you do it. <laughs> well, look, Troy can be. Uh, manipulative as well, though. I mean, not just with the uh, emotional outbursts, but like we were also talking about Old White Man Says, <laughs> Twitter account that he creates for Pierce, which is hilarious. And, you know, Pierce ain't too happy about it when he finds out, like, you made an account basically call me a stupid old boomer. But eventually he's like, no, but really also into it. Was like, but- <laughs> you're like famous. It's fine, you know, but like, no, yeah. but like, what, like, what is like, Tro- I can't even remember the series of events that like Troy just wants to get out of his house. Maybe I don't remember. He's that- just he's he's getting used to living with him and he can't believe the shit that's coming out of. No, 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 no. But why he went to live with Pierce to begin with? Like, I because his father kicked him out. OK, to that's live with that's his right. girlfriend. OK, yeah. So so Troy, like, uh, like, yeah, tr- like this old white man. <laughs> Is like, who's rich. It's like, you want to live in my mansion with me? And Troy is like, yeah. <laughs> and then just tweets all like the racist stuff he says. Like, that's how he gets along. Or like, I'm thinking of when they go to um, Pierce's house for Halloween. And mm-hmm. like, Troy knows everything about the house. Like, he's running yeah, that he house. Like, you know, <laughs> like, he's got it down. Like, he's taken advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. Well, one of the big ones, too, that... um Something I, I realized when I was rewatching was that some, something I've noticed about Slytherins is like if you have a commitment or a conviction of some kind, they really, really stick to it. Mm-hmm. And the way that Troy was raised with his religion, they tell him no holidays, no birthdays, nothing. And though like Britta and Jeff especially are like, <laughs> that's stupid. Have fun. Do fun things. Troy's like, no, <laughs> this is my thing. You get me a cake that says here is a random cake that means nothing in celebration of nothing. You know, like right. they get around it. They ended up having to respect it, though, because he is adamant on it. And, uh, you know, he even 
He even waits till he's 21 to have a drink. And then even though he yeah. finds out he actually yeah. turned 21. But mm-hmm. in the car with Jeff and Britta, he's look, he idolizes them. He looks up to them. They're so smart. They're so cool. And you know Troy wants to be cool. And the entire time, the whole episode, they're like, my bar is better. No, my bar is better. And they're talking about the same bar the whole time. And mm-hmm. Troy's like, wow, you're drunk and stupid. And I've been idolizing you this whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uh, Slytherin moment where you can see that he comes into his own confidence a little bit there. Where he's like, actually, yes. I, I'm as smart, if not more, yes. than you two. Yeah. There's, um, there's like, it's also, like, alluded to. I don't really think we see Troy with many girls besides, like, Britta's his girlfriend for a bit. Um, and Annie was obviously, like, obsessed with him in high school. But he's mm-hmm. always dropping, like, tidbits that, like, allude to the fact that he is versed in the way of yeah because he was a ladies man in high school well yeah but like i we don't really see it on screen because he's always hanging Mm -hmm. out with abed and it's like this romance but he (laughs) like he still taught like he called he names the monkey annie's boobs and like Uh and he um he like i just saw another random like end episode where like he's playing inspector space time with abed and they're like throwing watered up paper balls at jeff and Jeff's like, how old are you? And he leaves. And then, like, a girl is standing in the doorway of the library, like, staring at them. And Troy's yeah. like, hey, what's up? Like, he, like, he, just, he, he just seems like he's very, like, confident and sure of himself in that space. So that's another well, yeah, and- place. And also, like, just that specific uh, instance, he was, like, playing, like, around being immature and then like could immediately drop it to be like hey girl how you doing (laughs) like you know well he does that again in the halloween episode where him and abed come with like matching costumes or something Mm -hmm. they're really lame and the girls make fun of them yeah and troy is like okay forget it like i'm breaking this (laughs) up i'm not doing this anymore he takes his shirt off he shows his muscles he's like i'm gonna be cool again yeah very important to him to look cool him and uh, him and jeff have that in common but they're just very different slytherins in the way they go about it Mm -hmm. yeah but it is important to him yeah yeah, there's um the when they put on the drug player or whatever, he's like, "Are you sure I have my?" There, he's a B, so he's like, "Are you sure I yeah. have my costume on right?" Because I somehow felt more uh confident when it was the other way around when the stinger <laughs> was in the front. Of him. <laughs> and they're like, "No, Troy, you cannot turn your costume back around." Ah, uh, he's too funny. I, I just I I can't. I could sit here like just crying, thinking about the delivery of some of those lines and just the, the facial expressions. The tone. God, I wish he never left. Ugh. Very sad. Do you want to talk I, I can't. about air conditioning school? Oh, well, yeah. He's a great repairman. He's just really good. Like, they're like, you're the true repairman, Troy. Like, you can fix everything. I'm you could have been sure. a plumber. No. <laughs> so I don't, like, I don't. He's, like, in the bathroom on his own. And the sink is leaking. So he, like, goes into the pipes and tightens it. And, like, the janitor bursts out of his stall and is, like, You've got natural talent, boy. Like, have you ever thought of yeah. being a plumber? <laughs> but this is an instance we were talking about how this was like Troy's chosen one thing. Um, because the air conditioning school, like, uh, I don't know, gets wind of him or something. And I, I cannot stress to you how ridiculous this show is. But the air conditioning <laughs> school has some sort of prophecy that there will be this like true air conditioning repairman and the true repairman (laughs) and this person is troy so um and it's like i was thinking about it because he's not he doesn't like reject it he is clearly like i'm an amazing repairman he's just like Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to go to the school because the school is trying to manipulate him um Mm -hmm. and that i what's his name the guy who plays rosie's husband that's the dean of the air conditioning school um oh dan jeff 
Oh, Dan is his name on Roseanne. Yeah. I don't know his real name. (laughs) I don't know. You guys know who I'm talking about. Um, But Uh he's the dean of the air conditioning school. And, like, the air conditioning school is this, like, whole separate entity where they, like, have Dean Pelton by the balls because they they don't pay their dues or whatever. Then, like, Greendale's screwed. Um, But but so that, like, they're trying to manipulate and, like, blackmail Troy into joining the air conditioning school. And it's, like, this evil entity. And Troy's like, I'll never join you. And I, like, won't leave Ovid was the big thing. And then right. he ends up going there for like a semester. I forget. I f- it's because they're they're gonna expel him in Abed. I remember now. It's something with the pillow fort and the blanket fort. Like they're. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it was with Chang. Yeah. I it thought, is. Well, it's because of Chang. Well, yeah, but the, that wasn't really Chang's like they to the they started fort. a whole ass riot. Like mm, they're in big trouble. I didn't think it was related to that. I'm pretty. I sure. thought it was a plan with Chang because Chang was like became the dictator and they had that whole plan mm. to like take him down. I don't no, they do take him down and then Troy can come back. But he I, has to leave them and join the I school. didn't think it was the pillow fort that did it. No, it is. Uh-huh. I remember. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> we watched the show morning. Uh-huh. Anyway, you talk about the pillow fort too. <laughs> the pillow and the blanket Yeah. Fort. Well, maybe, should we keep that? Because that can like segue yeah, into Yeah, that's why I didn't okay. say it. <laughs> okay. Um, so like then also Troy's ending. Like as sad as it is for him to leave the show. And like last time we talked, we said Britta would be the one most likely to like get up and leave the group with like no mm-hmm. problem, which is still true. Even though Troy is the one who did it, he did not have a problem. So like the reason right. Troy left is because uh, Pierce died. And in his will, he left Troy uh, like a bajillion dollars and his house and his boat. But he could only have them if Troy took the boat and sailed around the world um, for like a year because that's what Pierce's dad told him he had to do. And Pierce cheated. He, like, went and lived in an island for a year mm-hmm. and then came back. And was like, I did it. Um, so <laughs> the will said that if uh, Troy did this, then he could have all the money and blah, 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 blah. Um, and Troy decides to do it. And it's, like, it's not the money, even though I'm sure Troy is going to do some awesome things with the money. It's more like Troy is growing into himself. It actually is this arc of uh, the fear of failure and, like, getting past that. Troy is like, I actually want to do I, I want to do something that I'm committed to. So like he didn't go to he didn't go to college for football. He like cheated himself out of that. He's like, I want to do something that I haven't cheated myself out of. So he decides he's going to do this and like hold himself to it to fulfill that arc to like to do something and not be a failure and like actively make that choice. And mm-hmm. there is like actually uh, so the episode right before he leaves, Abed is is freaking out about it and they play the floor is lava game. That's what he wants to do with Troy for the last time. And they have this big like talk at the end because Abed is like, I actually genuinely see the floor is lava and I don't think I'll stop seeing the floor is lava unless you don't leave. And Troy is like, so what you're saying is in order to help you, I can't go off and, and be myself. And do my mm-hmm. own thing because, like we said, at the time at the school, and like here's the other thing about Troy. Troy was willing to go on. Obviously, Abed is like his person. Troy's willing to do anything. Abed wants to play any game. Troy's like right there with him and he's happy to do it. And he's not at all bitter about playing the games. Like in specific special instances, he can be, but like overall, generally as a whole, Abed gets to lead and, and Troy is fine just playing whatever game he wants. But like I said, here Troy wanted to do something and he wanted to see it through. And he like this time was like, I'm not going to let Abed not let me do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do for myself. He chooses himself. He chooses Troy, which is also very Slytherin. So 
Well, that whole conflict, it's 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 different in the comment that I made about Britta that time. And I was worried about that. I brought that up to Lauren. I was like, man, I said that. I said Britta, <laughs> the Ravenclaw's the one who could end No, that's leave, still true. On a boat, whatever. But yeah, it's the circumstances of it. It's that Troy is actually conflicted about doing it. I feel that a Ravenclaw would be a lot less conflicted about doing it. They wouldn't sit there and play one last game of Flora's Lava with their best friend to make them feel better, to make themselves feel better about this big journey they're embarking on. I think they could just go if they felt like, Yep, goodbye. I have uh, the Hawthorne White. No, if Britta got a call from like <laughs> an anarchist group in another country that was like, we need you here for this, Britta'd be like, see ya, losers. Like, she'd be off Peace on a out. plane. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely different circumstances here. So, and and that being said, like, I, can't, I couldn't see Troy as a Ravenclaw anyway. The argument just doesn't fit for him in general. No. Yeah, no, I don't. His bi- yeah. And and I love that you said his person is Abed because every Slytherin has a person yeah. or people, and he, totally Abed forever. Oh, I was just there's so much more time. It, it gets a little hard with Troy too because it's like, what is he? What is he? What's his goal? Like, what is he trying to do? <laughs> but that's his whole with problem. His is he doesn't have yeah, one. I think, but like, but like, it's hard because it's like that's what a Slytherin is. But I think, I think that's what gets you with Troy though. He is looking for one. He's trying to figure but, it out. But I think about the Slytherins on the show, though. Him, again, Pierce and Jeff, they all struggle with similar things. Like, what am I actually supposed to be? Am I supposed to inherit this, like, empire from my father? But then, like, no, who but, actually no, am I? But, yeah, am I supposed that, to be a lawyer? That's, or? that's the distinction I'm making. Like, Jeff came mm-hmm. in and was like, I want to be a lawyer. And Pierce came in and was like, I, you know, I'm doing all this shit with my money or whatever. And Troy came in not really having a goal, but his goal was to figure out his goal. So it's not goal. like, yeah. yeah, it's not like he was just not a Slytherin wandering around aimlessly. Right, like Jonah in a... Yes, in Superstore. Superstore. Yeah. So, hey, it's possible to have a goalless Slytherin mm, for a moment. I, yeah, I mean, as long as but they're yeah, always often looking. the goal will be to find something that matters to them. So, yes. you know, Troy eventually finds it in a cruise what is it it's a not a cruise a sailing like a party. sailing around yeah. the world yeah and then doesn't he get captured by pirates i don't remember yeah pretty sure <laughs> that they said and he's freaked Levar out again is the one who's gonna prove that he actually spent the year at sea yeah oh my god what an ending to try <laughs> i can't well that's troy he's definitely a southern um not going to convince me otherwise. Sorry. We we talked about this when we did our last community episode. We were like, okay, let's start with these guys. They're the love triangle. They're, you know, whatever. But we were so sad because Troy, Abed, and Shirley are like so... <laughs> they like deserve their own show in itself. Like they're amazing characters too. And we sorted them right off the bat. And I mm-hmm. don't think Had there was any... Com- we both like looked at each other and went, yeah, Troy's, Troy's probably a Slytherin. Like, yeah. th- where else you put the dude? You can't. That being said, we can do his boyfriend, Abed, now. Hey. Do you want to announce it or no? What do you guys think? Take a second right now. <laughs> it's not, Where do you it's think not a Troy's surprise. Abed's going to go. It's not a surprise. He's a Hufflepuff. No, I'm oh kidding. He's a Ravenclaw, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the Hufflepuffs out there are like, yeah, yeah. Abed's an awesome character. So, he is. But he can't be in any other house. Danny Pudi is an amazing actor. Abed it is discussed by I don't I, I'm actually not completely conscious of this so correct me if I'm wrong 
if it's discussed amongst writers or showrunners or even Danny Pudi, but he is interpreted as being on the autism spectrum. I think of it. all of them have. Yes. But it's something I've always heard. The show never confirms it, but right. like it is heavily. Yeah. Yeah. So Abed has a hard time relating to people, to showing emotions, to understanding other people's emotions. And he relates to the world through film and making sense of the world. Like, oh, well, life is a movie. Yeah. Life has to be a movie. There's yeah. a set of rules that get followed. Yeah. There. Yeah. Abed literally uh, follows rules and structure in order to understand the world around him, which is just right. a raven claw. <laughs> and and it completely, also, yeah. It all starts because his mom leaves when he's like, a toddler or a I don't know like he's an like infant. yeah no he she hands him a card that says like so he's old enough yeah he's a kid he's, he's like a little kid or something like that yeah yeah and he he leaves he's cognizant enough to know that it's like this is a bad horrible thing happening and right. he always thinks his dad blames him for that which you know what is fair his dad doesn't get him he doesn't treat him the best so I don't blame Abed for internalizing that and being like dad blames me for this all right so I gotta escape the real world and go into all these pretend worlds and just completely cut myself off from how humans and people act because I just don't get it like I don't understand why this happened to me so I'm gonna look for the answers elsewhere and that's it he's the pop culture film cinema tv everything guy like, he will watch everything. It's so funny because he's so obsessed with Inspector Space Time. And um, it's based on Doctor Who. They just can't say Doctor Who on the show. <laughs> but he, they find the episodes and they, like, it's not a full season or something. It's like it ends at some point and Abed starts to freak out. Then they find all the really old episodes and he's no, like, no, okay. no, they cancel Cougar Town. That's when he freaks out. Yeah. No, no, he he. It's something about Inspector Space Time too. They have to go back and they find all the old Inspector episodes. Space Time thinking, is what they find in order to replace Cougar Town because they're like it's been on for like twenty. Million I years. feel like there's something else with it, but I'm not remembering completely. However, I liked it because I don't watch the old Doctor Who episodes either. I just like the new ones. So <laughs> I'm just a new Who fan. But yeah, and his first real big friend is Troy, which is great because the Slytherin and Ravenclaw dynamic. Makes a lot of sense, especially with these two. So something Lauren was going to start talking about before, but we wanted to wait to introduce Abed's house, was the pillow fort fight and the blanket fort fight. Because it starts out not as a fight until it becomes one. <laughs> and they handle it very much like a Slytherin Ravenclaw. It doesn't matter anymore that they're besties and best friends. They're like, uh, no. Abed has the a The argument is so stupid. And re- it's like literally like who's like, what's the better way to build a fort with pillows right. or with pillows blankets? blankets? Yeah. And both mm-hmm. of them are being so obstinate, <laughs> like, you know, that it just becomes yeah, this but huge here's thing. Here's the thing. Abed gets nasty about it. Mm-hmm. Not in a way that he's, he's, Abed's not ever trying to be nasty just for the sake because he gets like a little thrill out of being petty like the rest of us. He realizes tactically he has to mm-hmm. hit Troy where it hurts. And he tells people like, he is over emotional and he has a fear of being stupid. So let's play on that. Yeah. Like, oof, very tactical, Abed. Strategic. Strate- what did you say? Strategy. <laughs> Strategy. <laughs> yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. Well, he doesn't he doesn't see it as like here's the thing about Abed too. He's like, well, now we're in the game. So like when they uh-huh. do paintball or whatever, like uh when they do the Star Wars one, he's Han Solo. And, like, he goes so far as to make out with Annie because that's what Han Solo would do. And then the second the game's over, he's, like, done. I feel nothing. So, like, yes, he's in this huge fight with Abed about pillow forts. 
But he's like, I'm in the game. I'm a general in a war. This is what a general would do to the enemy. So he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that Abed really like sees it as being mean. He's like, this no, is no. It's an observational skill. Yeah, he's like, this is the role that I play currently in this uh, right. in this like you know structure that has been built. It's what makes him so, one of the things that makes him so smart is that he's able to look at you, assess the situation, understand what's going to happen. Like he's always. 10 steps he's streets ahead of them <laughs> all the time yes because he can predict their behavior because he's like yes, there's that, their fucking there's cycles that, there's like, that, yeah <laughs> there's that one episode where he like says the lines like he says what jeff is gonna say yeah. <laughs> he's, yes, he's, he's like we're in a rut this is the bottle episode but like he says everything everybody's gonna say and you know and like and it's like troy is amazed by it he's like whoa and like everybody else yeah. So pissed off. Yeah. And you know what? Girls like it. Girls like Abed's thing. I mean, Annie was really into that uh, Han Solo thing, which well, yeah, made me ship acting, them. Yeah. I was, I wanted it so bad after that. Oh, my God. Ugh. But it's like. Uh, he got me, too. <laughs> the episode where he's creating the documentary, too, and becomes like the Jesus. Christ-like figure. Yeah. <laughs> and like the entire school is all over him. And like the second he's like, documentary is not going to work. He pulls off the wig and just like walks away and literally does not care about all of these women that are like. Yeah. After him, he's like, game's over now. Like, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> he just doesn't care until he does. He does meet a girl that he does care about. I think. Yes. Uh, Is it Brie Larson? Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah. She's Rachel on the show, though. Mm-hmm. And of course you remember that. She gets him. Yeah. Hell yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, She gets it. She yeah. And Troy helps it. him out with that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, you know, Troy and Abed just get each other. This is what's interesting about their Ravenclaw Slytherin dynamic. Other people do not get them. And here's <laughs> the thing about these houses. They don't care that you don't get Mm-mm. them. They get each other. They don't need you to get it. And if they let you in, Annie, into the, um, imagine, what's it called? The dreamatorium. The dreamatorium. If you don't get it, you got to get out or you're going to break something. You're going to mess it all up. Mm-hmm. They're in their little game in their own little childish world. And they're putting on a morning TV show to everyone who is no one. It's not real. No one's actually there. And they're sitting there every morning doing it. And they have guests come on and they mm-hmm. don't care. If the guests are like, what the hell? Who are you talking to? And they're like, back to you, Chris. Like, they don't care. They're playing nope. a game always. Yep. You don't yeah. have to get it. No, get and it. it's like, and it's like, and it's just part, like Troy has fun, obviously, but this is how Abed does life. And Troy loves Abed. And he's just happy to go along with it. And Troy is like a kid at heart. So he's fine living right. TV life. Like he's totally, he yeah, they're, um, they're, um, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just, oh, so when Pierce dies um, in his will, he like, he puts like some damning stuff about everybody else because he's an, he's an asshole. So like, <laughs> so, um, sorry for remembering so, the lines sorry, and they're so, really bad. So I don't want to say them. No, the lawyer is like, um, uh, do you? <laughs> well, okay. First of all, when they're when they're when they're when they're in anthropology class, they have this handshake that they do, right? So when they're yep. in anthropology class, Pierce is trying to convince them to sell him the handshake, and they're like, no. And so Pierce keeps like upping the amount of money that he's going to give them in order to do the handshake with him because it's like Pierce. He's so Im- like he's just he feels left out. He wants to be so he fixes that with money. So. Finally, it like gets to the point where he makes them an offer where they both say, okay. And then they do the handshake with Pierce and they're like, it's dead now. But anyway, but anyway, but that's, that's totally in character to both of them, right? Like just the way that they see 
things and that they do yeah. things together. But so at Pierce's funeral, um, the lawyer's talking to Troy and it's like, Troy, do, uh, do you confirm that you made up the secret handshake that uh, you and Abed do all by yourself? And Troy's like, yes. And the lawyer's like, have you ever heard of this YouTube channel called, um, I don't know, things to do with your best friend or something, something stupid like that. And Troy's mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> and pulls up the video, and it's these two guys doing the exact same handshake, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like I can't even look at you right now. And Troy's like, then just know that I'm crying. <laughs> and Alvin, I cannot remember his exact words, but he's like, um, he's like, I forgive you in order to skip the arbitrary like hurt retaliation and right. like following comeuppance or, or some, something like yeah. that. And yeah. then the lawyer follows up with Ovid and I don't remember what he says to him, but Ovid's like, okay, I guess we're doing it anyway. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it's like, he, he, he just, he's like, it's not even that Ovid just lives life by the TV structure. The life allows him to do that. <laughs> like he, this is he, the thing with Raven yes, Claus, man. I know. It just so, works out for you guys. Uh, yeah. I know. He like, you, you like, you hear, you hear me saying it, right? You're like, okay, Abed lives his life by like soap opera rules or like by reality uh-huh. rules or by sitcom rules. And you're like, yeah, he does. And then life acts like a sitcom. Like you're like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. That's what happens for him. Like, he knows the structure of TV, so he knows the structure of life. Everybody yeah. falls into it for him. Like, and he's and he's right though because people and it's not are even, predictable. Yes, and it's not even as ridiculous as it sounds. Like, yes, community in itself is a sitcom, so you're like, of course it's falling into sitcom rules, but it's not doing it. Like, community is a caricature, and the places that Abed sees what the show is going to do is not a caricature. It's what right. life is. Like, yeah, no, that, that's fully true. And I mean, so when it comes to Ravenclaws and their systems, I mean, that's his. It's very clear. It's in front of your face. And it's just so yeah. interesting and because with other Ravenclaws, their systems, they're not always like what you and I or someone else would look at and go, yeah, that makes sense. But somehow Abed's does. Yeah. And yeah. Like Lauren said, OK, it's a sitcom. It's like meant to be whatever. But I can actually see someone like him in real life succeeding and like. So not even doing it to be manipulative, but manipulating the situation, the people around him to fall in line and to just follow like, oh, OK, we have to it's calm not, Abed down. He's in his cartoon it's not world right now. <laughs> Abed is literally like, this is how I see the world. And people so bend. You, well, yeah. So when you surround me, this is also how you have to live the world, because this is just what I'm going to keep doing. And remember like, the psych test. He's the yes. most sane one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. like the smartest. He is the smartest yeah. one of all of them. He no, makes the most and this, sense. And like, this is what we talk about with Ravenclaws, too. We see Ravenclaws that so Ravenclaws hate hypocrisy. So when they meet a system that works better than their previous system, they will adapt to follow this new, most logical system because they cannot stand hypocrisy. Abed never will because it right. never will never break. It will never break. It's always going to be like that for him. Like, it's always going to be OK. The only time he kind of that kind of happens is when he's adopting a new personality or a new character. And then he goes back to regular Abed, like when he's uh, evil Abed Mm -hmm. or whatever for a second. Yeah. Like, oh, when snaps him out of it. When Annie like breaks the dreamatorium when she starts like taking the tape. Yeah. He comes back. Yeah. Like it doesn't stay long, but he will call out hypocrisy when he sees it. And everyone's always like, holy shit. Right. Had that in the whole time. Like, yeah, he's been studying you, dumbass. 
the whole time he knows what you're going to say before you say it, what you're going to think before you think it. Like, God, imagine how boring people are to him. Yeah. No, That's why I he tries know. so fun. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, but you were saying, uh, what's her name? Who comes in in season six? And um, Abed's Frankie. like, yeah, he's like straight up like, mm, we don't need a new character this late. Right. And he like just does not <laughs> interact with her. He's yeah, he just, just doesn't like, care. Yeah, he's just like, you're not part of my show. Um, right. so, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's great. Like, what better person to have as your dungeon master in uh, Dungeons yes. and Dragons, really? Like, I have never been able to get into that game, but Abed's portrayal of a dungeon master made me I want just to. saw the scene where he, like, makes Jeff flirt with him, like, in character. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and he actually pulls out Jeff, like, Slytherin Jeff. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I just feel I don't I don't know how to like articulate it, but it feels very Ravenclaw to me. So. It does. It does. I, I mean, it's fair. I really do think it's fair to say he's the most normal, the most yeah. sane oh, well, of all of I them. Was actually, with the Dungeons and Dragons, too, like the first one when they're like versus Pierce. So like Abed has to go off to the closet and like do Dungeon Master for Pierce and then come back. Yeah. And there's one point where Pierce, he, he took he takes the sword. Or whatever. So they're like, Abed, do something. And Abed's like, I can't. I'm impartial. I'm just the storyteller. And you're like, you could. You could go back to Pierce and tell him, like, this didn't, you know. But he's like, no, I can't. Like, um, where this is the story currently and it has to play out the way that it plays out. <laughs> he's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> he's like, he really, he, he's, Jeff thinks he's the puppet master. But if Abed wanted to be, uh-huh. he could very easily be the puppet uh-huh. master of Jeff, especially uh-huh. because Jeff is very emotional and very susceptible to like certain things. Oh, he is very annoyed by makes, Abed. He makes targeted strike. Well, like they're not targeted. He literally just says observations about Jeff, and Jeff's like, yeah, like, like in the heart. And he like, I think he tries. I really do think all of them, but especially Jeff. Just like don't acknowledge that part of Abed because Jeff's like if you mm. acknowledge it he'll do it more like just 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 yeah. don't acknowledge it it's not a thing that's happening uh, and just let Abed do Abed <laughs> like yeah it's Abed's thing just don't like whatever and he gets him the suitcase from Pulp Fiction and then he gets like he tries so hard to get Abed and to like be there for Abed and Abed's like I'm in the middle of a bit. right this is it this is reality right now this is the bit that I'm doing I don't care about the bit that you're doing right Ravenclaw. ridiculous but it's just every single one we've done so far the world bends to them the world somehow it it just like it works for them and and people around them don't think that they are like people around them will like britta or um or charlie from it's always sunny they'll look at them like they're crazy they'll all talk amongst themselves and be like yeah, that's the crazy one. Yeah, that's the weird one. But Charlie's running the whole goddamn bar. Britta actually is very smart. Abed is a genius. He's smarter than all of them. And the world will just bend. It really works. I can't with I can't with Charlie. It was a fucking Dennis and Mac having that conversation where they're like, well, let's just not invite him. And Charlie's like, yeah, don't invite him. They're like, we're talking about you. What do you think we're talking about right now? <laughs> Charlie's just like, well, I don't want it to be me, so um, continue. Like, you yeah. know, like, the world is just going to work out that way. <laughs> it's just going to happen. And it does. It really does for every single one of them. We have a couple Ravenclaws coming up, too, where this is also the case. It, it yeah, just works I mean, for them. I don't know. Like, it's it just must be the way that they view they view the world in structure. So they just. Yeah. And it's like. And it's so because like Slytherins can get things to work out for them. But we have to, like, you know, be the step ahead and like. Blah, 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 blah. It's you have not, to work harder for yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's natural 
I don't see the world as a structure. I take it piece by piece. So then I have to mm-hmm. react to that piece. I think Ravenclaws are just like, and also like they are more rigid. So it's not like yeah. a Slytherin where I'm going to adapt and take that piece by piece and react differently to each piece. Ravenclaws mm-hmm. are like, if this is the situation, this is how I'm reacting. And they're like just so yeah. immovable <laughs> that everything else so has immovable. to be like, all right, I guess this is how it's going to go or it's going to blow up, which we also like we see with Abed too, like the entire situation blows up. But uh, like with um, Professor Duncan, when he like doesn't want to do the claymation, <laughs> like, you know, it yeah. just the whole situation blows up. But and like, that's the thing with Abed too. I guess his truth, whatever you want to call it, like he wants to start making these worlds for other people. And that's the job he gets. He gets to go be a filmmaker so yeah you know it all works out for him it really does yeah <laughs> i can tell you right now i would go along with everything for abed <laughs> no questions <laughs> asked i'd be like yep we're playing this game today okay yeah <laughs> it's so funny i always get troy on the personality quizzes too and i totally get it like i can see how i'd be besties with Abed. <laughs> like leave us alone let us have our dreams together <laughs> well like that's the thing too once troy leaves abed doesn't you know, like he still continues. Oh, yeah. Abed keeps abetting <laughs> all over the group. You don't care. Yeah. And they continue to placate and to understand and to just like, that's the thing, actually. It's like it's treated as if everyone's placating him. But it's just it's it's like it's this is the weird thing. It's not manipulation. And no, it's not it's, placating. No, it's literally, reality. Literally what it is is like they're like, it's easier. <laughs> this is what happens. Abed is like, this is the structure of the world. And everybody else is like, it's way easier to live by this structure than to try to fight what is mm-hmm. happening right now. Right. But my thing is, it's not. No, yeah, it's not it's, manipulation. They're just like, it's just easier not to fight. Like he has made this structure. He's made it. This is how he, yeah. everything has been set up. And like, they it's so will much harder to fight you, against it. They will exhaust yeah. you into. Like, like you see the Slytherins <laughs> do it. Like Jeff does it and he'll do it. And he breaks out of the structure. But he's so frustrated by the point that he gets out. Like, is it really worth it? Like, you know, right. just do it. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, I mean, don't don't even come at me with another house for Abed. I'm not even going to entertain that discussion. I always say the floor is open and like we can have these talks. We can't have that one. Come on. You all knew we were going to say Ravenclaw before we said it. I hope so. <laughs> So I led with Hufflepuff. I was like, Haha, let them think we ha- we know something they don't know. No, he's like a on paper, very obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, they end up being like the funniest ones. He really is such a good character. And I that's why how magical Troy and Abed were together. Uh, Bring them back. Them. Even at the table reading that they did later. I know. Like uh, Do the movie. Seriously, come on! You promise? Like, do it. What's it stopping them? No, I mean, what they can? F- I will give them money. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you need the money? I will give you money. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably like a rights thing or something. Because all the actors said they whatever. Let's yeah. just just do it. Just go into like uh, Joel McHale's backyard and film it. I don't <laughs> care. Just let's go. All right, and last but certainly not least is we have Miss Shirley Bennett. Yeah. Who? I mean. <laughs> If you believe Extremely the lie, underrated. you might say she's a Hufflepuff. If you believe the lie. I could almost even see the Gryffindor argument. I Shirley is incredibly morally righteous, but not in the correct way. 
<laughs> she tries to baptize Abed when he's knocked out. <laughs> it's a, so her. here's the distinction we need to make right now because Shirley is morally, especially religiously morally righteous. Uh-huh. But um, it's I, I don't I, it's it's so hard to word this distinction. It's not it's not what Shirley. Shirley thinks is the right thing for the world. It's what Shirley thinks is the right thing for personally her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like a moral conviction she holds for like, I, 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 I'm, I'm struggling here. Like, you know, like <laughs> Tony Stark or like, you know, um, yeah, I don't know, Bucky Barnes. I'm just naming all these Marvel. Bucky Barnes. Dean, <laughs> Dean Winchester. They're easy that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like Dean Winchester, like, you know, they're like the moral righteousness is like, what can I do to help the world? Is not doing any of that shit. She's just like, mm-hmm. you don't believe in Jesus? Bad. Like, you know, like, right. it's not, it's not, it's not that type of, of thing. That's not what Well, this is why Britta can't stand it sometimes. She is self motivated. Yeah. It's yeah. Re- religion is re- like, look, I. Did we say Slytherin? She's a Slytherin. Ah, uh, she's yeah. a Slytherin. Yeah. But, but religion can be rooted, all religions can be rooted in some hypocrisy. You can look at them and go, oh, mm-hmm. that's so hypocritical. Yeah. And like, Britta can't stand that. Mm-mm. And, Shirley's just flat out like it's not hypocritical this is what I believe like right. the Bible doesn't recognize divorce Britta I'm getting <laughs> back with him like, and she means it and sticks by that shit she's gonna do it and sadly as Lauren and I were just talking about I tend to block season, like the last season or two out of my head yeah. sometimes I think the first four are incredible and the last two are just like oh I just have to see what happens even with some like magical wonderful things but still and um, there's some good. She just there, gets yeah. such a shitty ending. She does. She gets a shit. They don't the ever stick. give her back her husband and kids, which was her whole thing. Yeah. And this is a Slytherin thing. They are her people. Mm-hmm. She's not there to be besties with these people on campus. Like she loves them. She has a bond with all of them. But she's there for a better life for her kids. For herself, though, too. Like it's not. She could have went to school to be like. Uh, I'm going to be a teacher, get the summers off with my kids, whatever. That's practical. No, she wants to be a businesswoman. She's going mm-hmm. to be a businesswoman. And I, I mean, she has this thing too, right? Like with Troy, she is scared of failing. She is terrified of it. And then the show makes her do that. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> we missed something big with Ovid. I was just thinking of because I'm thinking of Shirley uh, baking. Being well, we could talk too. about them together. Okay. Well, I was thinking of the uh, the chicken tender episode. When uh-huh. uh, the entire group takes over the kitchen and infiltrates and Abbott's like the head mob boss or whatever. And uh-huh. like, I was just thinking of how it ends the second that Abbott like lost interest. He was like, nah, all right, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> He's right. like, we're making so much like money and shit off the chicken tenders. And Abbott's like, yeah, that, that game was last week. So like, you That's know. Over now. Yeah. But um, I was just thinking about Shirley uh, with her business running. Um, I don't remember what her role is, was in that. But she did, um, she's, like, a really good baker, cook, or whatever. And, like, this is the thing about Shirley, too. Like, we were saying about Troy, like, in the areas that they know they're extremely confident confident right. in. And Shirley is, in this, she's always, like, um, oh, I'll bring my pie. And they're, like, no, Shirley, we don't really want your pie. She's, like, I'm bringing the pie. Like, you know, like, <laughs> um, but, or, like, when Troy and Ovid get their new apartment and um, Britta and Annie show up and they're, like, Oh, Shirley's here already. And Troy's like, yeah, she's been here since 3 p.m. <laughs> and, and Shirley's like, time flies when you're cooking. And Troy's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, but, but she's like, 
I'm a damn good cook and I'm going to cook for everybody. Like that's just well, what's she happening. Know, she yeah. thinks it's going to make them like her more too. She, that's a, well, that's a also, huge yeah. manipulation yeah. Oh, tactic. Yeah, and also, but she's like, I'm good at cooking. So you all uh-huh. are going to eat my food and you're going to tell well, me I'm, my food's delicious. And this delicious. is why I loved episodes or they were very limited where her and Jeff are like head to head or like really understand each other because they're both, they can be very similar. And Jeff is one of, is the is like the only one who calls her out on that shit. He's like, you are, you are manipulative. You're mm-hmm. baking these pies to get us to love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, he says that just, exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 She really does. <laughs> she really does just try to manipulate her way into things. And, and she like, is. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But it's not. No. <laughs> she is hypocrite. I, like, I can't remember exact moments, but she, she does say stuff like, oh, the church would never let me do that. And then she's done it. <laughs> like, early, you know, like, or like a good Christian would never. And then, like, she has done it. Um, because, it, like, that's the thing I think Slytherins can do, too. Or, no, it is, definitely. Like, it's outward appearance, appearance mostly, right? Yes. Like, I'll lie to myself all damn day. Like, you know, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm a super good Christian. Like, I don't do anything against the church, and I'm doing it. As long as nobody else knows, like, it still counts. <laughs> so... <laughs> But that's why she bangs Ben Chang. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, what, what made them write that? They were going to die. <laughs> no, what made the writers write that? Oh, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I have a Ben Chang problem. Because it was problem. like a moral. I won't it was uh, like sort a him. Moral... <laughs> I won't fucking sort him. Don't ever ask me. <laughs> Confusing, and I think it would be because great. he's a Slytherin, probably. <laughs> no, he's not. Anyway. Psycho! Anyway. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm about again. I just saw. I was watching Troy and Ovid compilations or whatever, and somebody did almost that entire Yam episode where they're playing the like detectives. They're doing the Law and Order detectives or whatever. You, oh yeah, because you had mentioned that uh, Abed has a problem when he goes into new roles or whatever, and there's literally um, so they're they're interviewing Starburns and um, <laughs> Troy's the bad cop. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, he like knocks his hat off and is like, tell us where that and blah blah blah. And, and Troy's like, see, my partner's a bad cop. I'm a good cop or whatever. <laughs> um, and then when the uh, so then like later on they go into like the DA office, so where Annie and Jeff are like, you know, doing all the like work or whatever and they're like Starburns has fleed and, and he's like he's our only witness and 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 um Hobbit's like y'all are in here just pushing papers while we're trying to figure out the case and like slams the papers on the ground and Troy's like leave buddy walk it off walk it off and he turns back to them and he's like he's he's been acting like that since he switched roles <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god anyway sorry I went on a total tangent that wasn't That's about Shirley fine. At all. this show um, will do that to you yeah, uh, but no, Shirley. We were talking about how she can be hypocritical. Yeah, with no, religion. yeah, she and like um, she. So Shirley's thing is like uh with her family. She's like, I love my family, blah blah blah. And then she tricks the entire study group into coming to her house for Thanksgiving because she doesn't want to be alone with her family. Yeah, and it's hugely hypocritical. And this is like twofold Slytherin. It's hugely hypocritical. First of all. But second of all, she has guilted the group so badly that they sit in her garage rather than try to leave and have her come up right. and go, oh, where are you going? Like, they're too terrified yep. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she does. Um, she is like you see Jeff being the one that gives advice all the time or like is the person who comes in with the answer. But Shirley is very often that person, if you'll give her the opportunity and fucking listen to her. Mm-hmm. Like she, if you remember when Britta's going through the whole thing with Jeff, mm-hmm. 
she's the one. Uh, Shirley's the one who's like watching it all go down. Like she's really enjoying just watching all these things unfold. She loves watching. She loves uh, drama. Annie with she's she just, loves. She's just like me. She doesn't want to be part of the drama, but she'll watch it. She'll be like, yeah, exactly. Good shit. And give and give all of her unsolicited yep. opinions on it. She mm-hmm. just wants to tell you what she thinks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, Shirley is right. But mm-hmm. this is the she thing doesn't get that with, credit. When Slytherins get hypocritical, this is the thing. This it surely does do this. She's not tolerant of other people. She's just not, especially with religion. She cannot get over the fact that Annie's Jewish, that Ava's Muslim. She wants people to convert don't think them. Like she can Yeah. I don't understand. How are you thinking a different way right. than me? I don't get it. And oh my gosh, here's the thing with Shirley's um hypocritical too. When they go to the bar, she doesn't want to go because there's pictures of her like wasted on uh on right. the wall. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I don't want them to know that I'm not a good girl. And none of them would care if she didn't always hype up the fact like I've never done anything wrong in my life. You know, uh-huh. like that's the thing that's bothering them. But she can't let it go. She has to keep doing that image, even though right. clearly it's a hypocritical image. And her friends would not care as long as she was straightforward about it. Or like, what is it? Um when they all get high in the woods and they're puppets, I think the thing she admits is that she forgot oh, yeah. to she forgot to pick her kid up from school. She left her kids at the store. Yeah. Um, yes. And like and sh- and she cannot stand the fact that they might see her as a bad mother. And they're right. all her friends and they would all understand like what she's going through and all that, but she mm-hmm. like cannot have it. She'd rather lie about it and and like right. be like I'm the best mother. And like you are a really good mother, Shirley. Like you don't need to do this. But well, she struggles with with that, with with those things, and she also struggles with the ending marriage too. She, yeah, she really can't handle it in the beginning. She really doesn't want to accept that it's going on or that he did that to her, and she'll make excuses. And eventually, and when she, yeah, also like, she does stand up to him, though. And, you know, and we did talk about this. Like, yes, Jeff introduced her husband to the stripper that he cheats on her with. But Jeff right. didn't know who this man was. He didn't know he was married. He introduced a dude at a bar to a stripper, True. and Shar- mm-hmm. Shirley chooses in that moment to blame Jeff for it. And Jeff rightly is like, how is this on me? Your husband cheated on you. I did not make that choice for him. Like you need to get off of me because you can't like, you can't, it's again, like trying to be hypocritical. She's like, oh, Andre didn't do anything wrong. This like really bad man introduced him to the stripper and he was manipulated. And Jeff's like, no, no, something awful happened. And, and she has to accept reality of what yeah. happened to her, even though she's the person that happened to you. For this, Shirley, I'm sorry, you are in the drama. <laughs> yeah, right. always, we don't want to be, but for this time it is, and that's the hardest thing that she uh, she really struggles with that. So I I noticed, or I thought that one of the major Southern things about her is getting back with Andre. And you wouldn't think that, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of us look at, like, my spouse cheated on me, I'd be done. Like, that's it, I'd never go back. Like, it's a weakness to go back or whatever. Shirley doesn't see it that way at all. And even though her friends, you can see, especially like Annie and Britta, they they don't like it. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't go back to him, whatever. And she's like, first, it's the Bible thing. Like, the Bible doesn't recognize divorce. But really, it's that she built this family with him. She makes him prove himself to her. Mm-hmm. And he does. And he changes. He fixes Yeah, they himself. live together with his, the baby, you know, don't they, for a little bit before she, like, accepts his... Yeah. She makes yeah. him get his shit together first. Yeah. And then they do come back together. And she does not care. Again, like we said about Troy and Abed, she doesn't care what you think of that. Mm-mm. Like, this is something she... Yeah, she's like... Is, she, I think she literally hers. at one point is like, this is what I'm doing. And you, if you have bad things to say about it, then you can, like, 
get away from me or like right. never say it. Like I don't want them. I don't need it in my life. That's just not right. it's just not where I am. You know? Like right. and See, I don't because care. it's not something she's ashamed of. Mm-hmm. She's ashamed of leaving her kids at the store. Mm-hmm. She's ashamed of drinking in the bar. She's not ashamed of loving her husband. Mm-hmm. So if you have a problem with how she loves her yeah. husband, and you she, can go. She doesn't see it as like being cuckold or like, you know, like right. I, I went back to him. Like she's like, no, I like my family with him. And, and she I love tells him. them. Yeah. She tells them like because Jeff cannot get it. He doesn't get no, it. No, and, and she's, she's like, like, and I'm like, I'm not leaving my business for him either. Right. Like, I'm still going to do all that. And she also says, I forgot, I, I forgave. I didn't forget. Right, right. Like, don't don't forget that, Jeff. But people do deserve second chances. And she really, really believes that. Right. So, and you know what? She's not this, like, ignorant, hypocritical, bad person. Even with the religious stuff, you can hear that about a character and think, oh, my God, she doesn't like that they're, like, Jewish or Muslim. That's horrible. But it's not, she's not sitting there being, like, bigoted to their faces. It's just that she has it in her head that Christianity is the right way. That's whatever, just, like, Troy does with his religion. He's not going to go against what it says. This is her belief system, and it's how she sees the world through it. And she doesn't get, like a lot of Slytherin, she doesn't get how yeah, you're not seeing it that yeah. way. I mean, it's like, it's it's no excuse for bigotry at all. But like from Shirley's point of view, she's just like, I don't understand how people don't have the relationship with Jesus that I do. She's like, how? How right. are you? And Britta calls her out yeah. on it a lot. Yeah. Something important to note about the show that I really appreciate is even though they write these characters as doing and saying like terrible, ignorant things from time to time, someone else always calls them out on it immediately. Like they're not getting away with it and letting the joke land and mm-hmm. whatever. Someone else is going like, yeah. that was shitty. Yeah, even, you even, um, yeah, I think, what is it, Britta's infamous line that's like, uh, I can excuse animal cruelty, like what it, no, no I, what it, I can excuse racism, but, but I draw, draw the line at animal, animal cruelty. cruelty. Yeah, Shirley's like right there to go, you can, yeah, she's like, you can excuse, <laughs> excuse racism. <what? laughs> yeah, no, she's literally like, you can excuse racism. Or like, I cannot remember what the situation is, but it might be Pierce. He calls Shirley and Troy you people, and both of them immediately uh-huh. are like, you people. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, it gets called or when, out. Um, yeah. The dean is the dean characterizes her. He characterizes all of them, but he doesn't with with Shirley. Like he he does the um really harmful like trope of oh sassy black woman. Yeah, and like the mom. He's trying to find yeah. a word, and she goes the word he's trying to find is sassy, and he really better not find it. Yeah. So like yeah. they call it out, which is which is so good because I've seen a lot of other shows where they just let the ignorant joke land, and then that's it. Like haha, the punchline is they're shitty. On this show, they're like, be better. And then the person yeah. is like, oh, okay, like everybody else around them knows they're shitty. <laughs> like, you know, they're yeah. but um, no, the thing I was just thinking about Shirley and drama, too. She actually does get into a lot of drama with like Britta or Annie when those mm-hmm. fights happening happen. Shirley's like right there in it. Like she yeah. uh, like early, early on in the season when they're like security for campus or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. fighting over the golf. Her and Annie, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Her and Annie. Like she'll get into it. She's right there with them. And like. She that's the other thing that I like about Shirley, too, is like. Clearly, the show. Like Abed in his uh, TV show structure sees her as like the mom of the group, and clearly she is. And here's the thing, too, that's like not great. Clearly, she's older than Annie, but she's probably the same age as Britta, and they're like mm -mm. casting her. In this, like, she's the same age as Jeff. It's a big problem for Shirley. Because okay, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's right. We're so the they, same age, yeah, Jeff. So they keep pointing it out, like, why, why are you mommy me? Blah 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 blah. But she doesn't let that. Like, I actually admire her. Like, she's in these high school cat fights <laughs> with with Britta I and know. Annie. Like, she's like, no, I'm gonna defend my shit. Or I want to do this. I want to be a part of this game. I'm gonna be a part of the game. Um, yeah. 
So, but yeah, but no, we didn't talk much about, so she goes to college right after the divorce to go to business school because she wants mm-hmm. to have her own business. And she fights for that when um Subway comes to the school uh, and she's like, why, like, I put in a submission to have my own sandwich shop and like, why are you letting Subway come in? And they fight for that and she does eventually mm-hmm. get her own shop and she runs a business. Like she has yeah. her own business. Like, that's her goal. Like, she wants to be, she doesn't want to just be a mother. She wants to be, uh, she wants to be a mother while doing what she wants with her life. And she likes cooking. And she wants to have a business based on that. Yeah. But, I mean, look, she's a naturally um, nurturing person. It's just not without judgment. You know, like, I feel like she gets stereotyped by the dean, by, by whoever is like, oh, she's the mom of the group. And, like, she doesn't help this by actually momming all of them, whatever. But it's not just, like, of the kindness of her heart, sweetie pie, I'm making you a pie because I love you and I want you to feel better. There's something, there's like manipulation behind anything that she does like that, the mothering, even with her own kids. She is just like, whose mom is like this? All of our moms do shit to make us feel guilty. Like, I, I mean, all right, maybe I can speak <laughs> all of you. But there's a reason there's the stereotype of the mother in media, like Emily Gilmore's mother or whatever. There are these moms who just guilt the shit out of you. And it doesn't mean that they don't care, though. This is what I really want to drive home about Shirley. Yes, there are all these things she does that are like, oh, Shirley, why? But she's such a good person. She really does care about all of them deeply, even when someone like Pierce doesn't deserve it. Yeah. She really well, does want what's best for all of them. Yeah. And actually, as you're talking about this, I've always liked, like, again, going back to her hypocrisy, her hypocrisy but also Shirley does not care like you know yes there's the image but she is fine with this being her image and she does not care she bounces so easily and this was like a little bit of like mm, Shirley, like a joke to Shirley's personality but it was also this who she is she'll do the thing where she's like uh like she asks nicely like oh can you please and then when they don't do it she does the the angry voice so like can you can please? you do it yeah can you back <laughs> off yeah and it's like and it's like she doesn't care she's like do what you told her she'll like do the manipulate and then when you're like no she'll be like seriously fucking do it like you know <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered when uh when Troy and Open have the blanket war yeah Shirley goes to Troy and she's like it's because I don't want Brenda to put him on the weed <laughs> really really mad at how her story i really like rachel couldn't believe it she was like no seriously that's how her story ended and i was like yeah did you not like internalize it it? yeah yeah i rejected it she like the actress i remember why because i thought they were gonna fix it so i let it go okay you were like and then they never did (laughs) no the actress had to leave the show so the the way that they wrote her out was uh season five like sucked for everybody because they all came back to college because what they Mm -hmm. left for in season four they graduated and like went off to their new lives and then they're like oh we're gonna have another season so they came back and like all of their lives had like failed drastically so Shirley's business went on her and Andre left her again and took the children this time and her dog or whatever so she's like the lowest of the low she's ever been and the actress had to leave during the season so what they decided to do was just like have her go off and be the personal chef for this guy in like Louisiana or Georgia or Uh something and like and that's where they sent her like she didn't get her family back and like and Rachel was like are you kidding me I reject this yeah (laughs) I reject it completely Shirley deserved to be the owner be the next subway like that's fucking ridiculous I don't accept it yeah real I anything come on she she's like the she is so goddamn funny man you you, she comes out with these one-liners with this Mm -hmm. (laughs) that voice change yeah 
Oh my God! The the oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> then Nicole so Brown's not nice. fucking around. <laughs> I love Shirley, but definitely a Slytherin. All right, yep. you gotta. Okay. You have to admit it. So admit this it to is, yourselves. This is what I was losing my mind at at the beginning of the episode. I was like, I can't say it till the end of this episode. Um, tell me this tracks. This group does not have a Gryffindor. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Shut up. I and was there's only it. one Hufflepuff, and the Hufflepuff is an intense, is an intense yeah. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Very <laughs> intense Hufflepuff. You you can look at this group and you can be like, mm, there's a there's no Gryffindor here, and there's one emotion house representative, and she is uh, And it's the very obvious emotion house. <laughs> yeah, and she's uh intense about it. <laughs> well, they are all on their own. So intense. Yeah. On their own, like very, very intense personalities. And then they all get together and they become codependent and crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it makes a great, it really does make a great uh, ensemble of a show to not have a Gryffindor in the mix there. Gryffindor would like make them all feel bad. I can't even think of like, the because di- I can't even think of a Gryffindor in a show, to be quite honest. Is Dean a Gryffindor? No. <laughs> the Dean? No. <laughs> I haven't thought about no. him at all. No, no, there are. I really don't think there are. Dean any. Pelton is not a Gryffindor. Gryffindors just don't go to there Greendale. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. They're all at uh, what's the other the college? Go oh, City College. With. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Gryffindors. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Maybe Frankie might have been. Mm. Frankie might have been. No, nope, no, nope, definitely not. Yeah, nope. <laughs> I was like, no, no. And no. the two other professors that joined their group, for, they're not. Well, there's also Elroy at the end, too. Yeah, no, Buzz and Mal. Yeah, they're both not. Buzz Hickey. Yeah, yeah. no. Starburns is a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Magnitude. Pop, pop, pop. Todd! <laughs> I, I'm not giving Todd Gryffindor. <laughs> I won't give that to him. Keep him away from me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to just say uh, Magnitude is and leave it there. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any reason for backing it up. I just really want him to go pop, pop to me. <laughs> to me personally. Uh, yep. Anyway. Uh, well, that's it, guys. No Gryffindors. And Gryffindors somehow don't it's, go to it's community a good college. thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, I'm really, I'm, I'm so sad that this is it for the mains of community. Yeah. That I might want to do it again. How would you <laughs> then do I have it again? To do Chang. Then you, I have to do you Chang. You could only do Chang. Who else would we do? Oh, come on. You could do the Dean. You could do, um, you could do Buzz Hickey. Yeah. Why not? Okay. He's great. Uh, yeah. I guess you, yeah. Okay. Fine. You could do uh, John Oliver's character. Mm, Professor Duncan. What's his name? <laughs> Professor Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. We could do Starburns. We could do uh, Leonard. Uh, Vicky. <laughs> Uh, um, I just, I love the show so much and I hate to like close the book on discussing it this yeah. way. <laughs> Rachel's been trying to convince me to redo Supernatural because we're rewatching it, but she wants to redo the main character. I was like, no, right, I'll do the supporting people that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, fine. But like, I want to talk about, like there are things I just want to talk about all the time. Community, Supernatural, yeah. these are things that I just want to talk about. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, all right. All right. Well, so. I'm so sad this is ending. I know. Um. <laughs> Shout out to Jen. Hi, Jen. Did you listen to our episode? Did hey, you Jen. like it? <laughs> um, I hope you were taking notes the whole time. Yep. 
Uh, Jen, <laughs> We're like the second Jen, that we say we don't remember something. I know. I like Jen. Like grabs her yeah. chest. She's like, <gasps> yeah. I and know then Jen that tells part. us the whole episode. So I wish she had been here to be honest, because she would have told me the name of the episode when they're in Pierce's house for Halloween. I don't know it. It um, is just wrong that she's not part of every discussion <laughs> yeah, community on a podcast. I know. She can come. Shout out to Jen. Yes. Come, ra- come uh, rewatch pod. Let's go. Yes, go listen. At come rewatch pod. And she'll come tell us if we're wrong. But I don't think we are. Um, anyway. But next time, uh, our friends from Bedwed and Behead are going to join us to talk about Shit's Creek. Which Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Which is like <laughs> a, you know, it's in like the, tri- right? Like you could put community in like a basket with Shit's Creek, I feel like. Nah. You know? I don't agree. No? no. I don't, I don't okay, think so at well, all. It's more of a feel good. Well, I won't. Okay. It's yeah. Just it's move on. Not, just yeah, move I on. know. I'm trying, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to say to you about uh, shit's great, but um, it's, <laughs> it's not, it is feel good, but it is also in that vein of like Lauren, Lauren Amir. Like it's feel good. It feels too good. Like where's the pain? It feels. It's just too happy. <laughs> I want the angst. Um. So uh, Carla and Meg are going to join us to sort um David Alexis uh Stevie. Stevie and uh, and uh, the boyfriend. Patrick, <laughs> I'm so tell, sorry. Don't we kill really, me. Uh, Listen to really our episode our on here. Schitt's Creek. Yeah. So like David and Patrick is beautiful and is a it is. great relationship. And I but rooted Rachel, for them the whole yeah, way. So did I. I wanted them together. But Rachel and I are both like, mm, that's very easy. <laughs> and, like, and they did they that on purpose. Fight? They yeah, didn't no. want the angst on no, purpose, no, which no, I no. respect. No, I know. But uh, <laughs> me in my diseased brain, I was like, really? Diseased brain. <laughs> no, I think other people feel this way. And you know what? We'll talk more about it with Megan Carla. So definitely tune in if you are a Shits Creek fan, which I feel like most of the population is. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Yes. Um, I mean, l- please come talk to us. T- at least tell us if you agreed. We're so boring. <laughs> like if you don't <laughs> if you don't disagree, great. Come and tell us. Be like, dude. You forgot this part of why Shirley's a Slytherin or mm-hmm. why Abed is a Ravenclaw. How could you leave that out? And we'll be like, duh, we're stupid. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yes. Let's chat. We always want to talk about community more. So come find us on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you as always. Wherever for books listening. are sold. I mean, podcasts are aired. <laughs> 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 We need to not yeah. dive into writing a book. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again. Bye. Catch you on the flippity flop. See ya. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye.